0: Welcome to See You Succeed with Viridian. My name is Kristen Kennan and I will be your host. I'm excited to bring you on a journey that will teach you about all things financial services and how Viridian can help you achieve your goals. Welcome back to See You Succeed. Today we have Lakeisha Veazley joining us for another great episode to talk about financial wellness. Welcome back to the podcast, Keisha.
1: Thank you. I'm glad to be back.
0: We're continuing our financial literacy month and today's topic, we're going to be talking about how to achieve financial wellness, a really great goal for anyone and everyone in order to fully execute a successful financial plan. It's important to know what your current situation is. So, what are some things that you would want to keep in mind as you assess what your current situation might be?
1: I think um, as you go to um, get ready to assess your current situation, you want to really look at, you know, what got you there. Be mindful of. Your behaviors or thought patterns that showed up to get you to whatever financial situation you are. And then the other thing too is as you start this journey, be willing to commit to change. Be willing to say, okay, how I've done it before it, that didn't work. So what resources, what education, what counseling or coaching you can get to help you to be able to start that transformation, I think is really important.
0: Great. Now once you have that understanding of kind of where you currently are financially, um, it's also important to know what your credit looks like. Because that's a really big important factor when it comes to um, being successful with your finances. So, what tips do you have for reviewing or fixing your credit? Right.
1: So one of the things that I've experienced over the last 10 years that I've done credit coaching in some capacity is that most people just assume they have bad credit and they haven't even looked at their credit report. So I encourage people to go look at all three of the credit reports, understand what's on them, um, and just make sure everything is accurate. I mean, what we know is that typically 70, 75% of credit scores, I mean, credit reports have some type of error on it. So the first thing I would say when you start wanting to dig in and repair your credit is to look at your credit report, understand it, um, and then you know then go through and figure out what things can be deleted off because it's past that seven-year statute of limitations where things can stay on the credit report. Make sure balances are correct as well as credit limits are correct because that does affect the credit score because credit utilization is something that um, is pretty impactful with the credit score. And then if you have doubts, there are people, there's resources. So HUD provides credit counseling counselors throughout the nation. Here at the credit union, we provide that through our community inclusion department, absolutely free, where we would just, you know, help you with being able to look at your credit report, um, look at the credit score, understand what are the factors that affect the credit score, and then come up with a plan for you to be able to um, correct, enhance, or whatever you need to do to be able to build up your credit report, which and then will increase your credit score.
0: Yeah, we got a lot of great resources, including your department, as you mentioned. We also have Credit Central. Um, so for anyone that's enrolled in our online or mobile banking, it's a widget right in our online banking that you can sign up and you can access your credit reports right from there. So really, a lot of great tools at their fingertips if they would like to take advantage of those.
1: And I think it's important. You know, you hear so much information about the credit score, and people think about the three digits or the you know the numbers or whatever. What are the factors that affect that number? That's the part I think people really need to understand when it comes down to rebuilding your credit or establishing or just in increasing it because pay history is a very important thing that impacts credit um the amount of debt that you acquire actually affects the credit and those are the two biggest things typically it accounts for more than 60 or 70 percent of the credit score so the, you know those two things are all tied to budgeting and I think that's the you know people come in and they want a magic bullet like okay what do I need to do really the basic thing that I advise people when looking at your credit report and deciding to go on this credit health is to really you know, set up a budget. Because what we found is most people who have a budget, they have good credit because they're aware of when things are due, which that accounts for 30, 40% of the credit score. And then they know how much that they can handle because they know how many bills they're already paying. So if you combine those two and you already have the budget, you're kind of ahead of the game and really starting to, to rebuild or uh, maintain or establish a healthy credit rating.
0: So let's talk about income and debt in a little bit broader sense. So what are some things that someone may want to keep in mind?
1: Definitely, you want to make sure that you are living within your means. I think that it's important to understand when you apply for credit or when you acquire in debt, it's based off your gross income. So it's before taxes. And so in regards to affordability, you actually want to make sure that when you are Applying for debt, you look at what it's actually how it's going to affect you with your take-home pay rather than your gross. Because again, to even the playing field, uh, when you go and apply for credit, most of creditors will extend credit based on your gross. But that is not necessarily what's affordable to you, and that's where people get into a lot of trouble because you can get approved and off your gross income, but by you by the time you take off taxes, if you're contributing to a four hundred one k or any other things that may be coming out, then your net income is a lot different than your gross. And so that's the main thing I try to drive home with um, understanding debt. And I think the other thing is understanding what good debt is and what bad debt is. Debt in itself is not a bad thing. But when um, good debt is those things that like I would say like a mortgage, student loans are a good debt as long as they're not excessive, because it gives you the potential to be able to, you know, with student loans to have higher income Um, with your mortgage. As you pay it off, it allows you to create collateral. So, you know, as you pay down your mortgage, there's equity in that more in your home now that you would then would be able to pull out. So those are two good examples of having good debt. I think um, debt that's probably not good is when you have excessive credit card debt and it's you don't have the ability to be able to pay it off um, in a month or two. And so it continues to compile because you owe this debt along with interest. And so you find yourself just, you know, paying the minimum payment and then over the life of that um, particular credit card or credit cards, you know, it, it takes years to be able to pay it off and you'll pay a lot of interest.
0: Yeah, that's a really great point about good debt and bad debt, because some people just assume that debt in general is bad. So that's really great points to make. When we're talking about managing your current financial situation, I think setting some priorities um, in regards to your goals is really important. What are some of the things to keep in mind as you work towards setting some financial goals for yourself?
1: I-, I love this acronym called SMART goals. And I think that that is a really good thing to do is to set SMART goals. So SMART goals stands for the S and SMART stands for specific. So it um, you want to make sure that the goal is not broad, but very specific. Then the M in SMART goals is measurable. So you want to be able to measure your progress to be able to go forward um, and just have little wins that, that you're able to see. The A stands for achievable. So you want to make it something that you can actually achieve and not just this lofty idea that's really just kind of like a dream. You know, it's not actually a goal because it's not achievable. Then you have um, the R, which is rewarding. So you want to make sure that as you move forward, that you're rewarding yourself for being able to continue to stick and, and go forward. Because I think a lot of times we get goals and we don't really break them down and they seem so far ahead and so, you know, distant that sometimes you just kind of disconnect to it. So you want it to be rewarding and then you want it to be trackable. And I like to say, you know, accountability is important when you're setting your financial goals and um, breaking them down. I think you have what we have, we would call short-term goals. These are things that you can probably get accomplished within a year or two. Ideally, these helps you to have these moments of, of wins that I think is Important when you set out to go and uh, change the way you handle your your finances because it can be daunting if you don't have little things like yes I accomplished that I mean and I can speak that for myself like for me having little things to be able like yes I did this it gives you the next motivation to then go look at that midterm goal which may be a little bit longer which could be from three to five years and those are longer goals where you have to have a steady pace you know making sure that you're keeping forward with that and then the next um, breakdown would be long term goals and those are ones that could be five or 10 years. I think that having that breakdown of having smart goals, like explaining how, you know, they need to be specific, measurable, achievable, rewarding, and trackable is important. And then also breaking them down into the category of them being short-term goals, mid-term goals, and long-term goals. So let's say to give an example of a short-term goal, you may say, okay, in six months to a year, I want to pay down my car. Let's say your your, your car is close to being paid off. So then as you... You'd be able to do that in six months to a year, then that could be a win for you. A midterm goal would say, um, I wanna pay off all of my credit cards. And let's say you have a lot. So then you set up this plan to be able to to actually Pay off all your credit card debt and stick to it. Make sure that there's accountability. If you can have an, a, a partner or somebody to hold you accountable with just to check in on a monthly basis and say, hey, how are you doing with this goal? It really does help because, I mean, you can set reminders up in your phone and in your calendar, but there's still this element of human accountability that really helps that I've seen over the years that I've done counseling. It really, it allows people to kind of talk through and say, you know, I struggle with this, but I got back on track. And that seems to be a good motivator too. So having an accountability partner is really good, I think. And then with the long-term goals, again, being able to compile the little wins that you get in the short-term and midterm can keep you motivated for that long-term goal, which could be paying off student loan debt or, you know, being able to pay down your house, um your mortgage to a certain amount, or maybe even paying off. I mean, I know that Viridian has a 10 and done that I think is amazing. So I mean, you know, there's a lot of things that you could, you know, put in place to be able to really get you moving forward to change your financial well being into a place where it's more healthy. But I think like I said, it has to be intentional. You can't just say, oh, I wish or I, you know, I was thinking. But this implementing smart goals and breaking them down in such a way that they're um, you know, achievable, I think is important. Cause finances is hard. I'm not going to pretend that it's easy. For some people, it it may be. But for the majority of people, it's hard because you have to unlearn behaviors to be able to really get your finances in order because we're in a society where it's get it now, take it now, you know a microwave society. So there really requires discipline. And and then in that discipline, being able to come up with a plan, a roadmap to be able to navigate you through getting you where you want to be financially.
0: Let's look forward to the future of retirement. So, one of those long-term goals for most people, maybe it's a short-term goal for some, um, depending on where you are in your life cycle. So how can Viridian help with preparing for retirement?
1: Definitely what I love, Viridian offers a lot of tools for our members. And so we have Viridian Investment Trust Services that could really help you. So I do a lot around talking about budgeting and credit, but when it comes down to investing in 401ks and things like that you know there's just surface level understanding and that's probably the case for a lot of people so viridian investments and trust services they are our gurus and so i would definitely say if you are a member with us that you would definitely want to reach out to this department and like i said you're never it's never too um early to start planning you know one of the things I- i'm appreciative of is that i started i created a retirement when i was 24 years old like and i think the earlier you start the better and i just did it Because I heard from different conferences, you want to start investment early and things like that. So I just signed up whenever I was working. I think having been able to talk with Viridian Investment and Trust Services, for those who already have 401ks or some type of investment, you can be able to maximize it. You need someone who can, you know, know the the lingo um, and can be really more specific in how you could grow it.
0: One thing to keep in mind, you know, it's important to remember we're not all perfect. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we all maybe have flaws when it comes to um, our financial past. And so we can only make shifts and changes to make things better in the future. So to do that, it's important to review our progress um, Mm -hmm. as we go along. So earlier this year, we met and we did a podcast on budgeting. We talked about how to kind of prepare. Self for the new year and set those budgeting goals. Let's take a look at that when it comes to the goals. How often should we review all that just to make sure we're on the right track?
1: Right. So I think it is important to review your budget, definitely annually. And as your first, let's say this is your first year that you're really starting to develop your budget. I would say every three months, kind of check in and see where you're going as you're developing it. And then as you've gone through a whole year and you've experienced all of the possible expenses, ups and downs and things like that, then it's where you want to look at it annually at the end of the year. Say, okay, how did we do? Where are we overspending? What are some unexpected expenses that showed up that now we can try and budget for it. So, you know, definitely want to make sure that you're looking at it annually. You also, too, want to make sure in that budgeting that you are develop, um, that you have an emergency funds. So ideally, you want to have six months to be able to cover all your basic expenses. So a lot of people think of budgeting is only like, OK, I just want to make sure I got enough money to cover my expenses. But you also want to have that savings. You also want to develop that emergency fund. And I think that being able to make that a goal and being able to check your budget every year and say, OK, how are we doing with setting up an emergency fund? Emergency fund, I think it's really important. You know, when we are in the middle of a pandemic, but um, God forbid that something else should happen. And so being able to know that you have an emergency fund to be able to tap into if something else should arise on top of this, I think is really important. What I've seen uh, with a lot of people is that. The the idea of um, using a budget and um, actually implementing it has been actually been a good thing since the pandemic. At first, people were kind of like kind of scared of it, but like it allows you to be able to make sure that you understand what's coming in and what's going out and not just kind of hoping like, oh, I hope I got enough to cover this. It creates like this this negative um, balance, so to speak. So if you're paying credit cards late, then you have late fees. If you're paying your utility bills late, then you have, you know, the late fees on that. So it is actually costing you more by not paying bills on time and not implementing that budget. You know, that the thing is just stick to it, work through it. Nothing happens overnight. And I think um, as you get used to annually reviewing your budget, setting up that emergency fund and, and not being deterred, having that discipline. And this is the other thing, too, that I found is that with your family, have family buy-in. You know, no one should be doing this by themselves. Like there may be one person who is handling like the books of the family, but there needs to be conversations with children, with spouse. And and so that they understand like, these are our financial goals. And so everyone has to be willing to have some discipline and sacrifice. And because it can be a lot of pressure when, you know, I know that growing up for me, like my mom didn't tell us about finances. She was just like, we can't afford it. I'm like, what? You go to work, so like, why well, can't we afford it? But then, right. you know, what's the problem, right? Yeah, yeah, right. So it's like, okay, sitting down and like talking kids like, yeah, I understand you want this Nintendo Switch or you want these different things, but these are, let's say, remember we said we want to buy a house. Or remember that you said you want to go to college. Well, these are the things that we have to put in place to be able to make this happen. So maybe, you know, what you could do is you could babysit or just really start having that conversation with, you know, your family or even with your spouse who may have a hobby that they like to spurge in. Or...
0: So if someone's looking to sit down with your team and get some more information, one of the ways they can do that is by going to our website, by going to verdiancuorg backslash education. So is there anything else you'd like to share with us today, Keisha?
1: I just want to say, like I like, I love that we have this resource um, through our department, the Community Inclusion Department. And like I said, with the referrals that come in, I mean, if there's not something that we can do specifically, we can connect you to resources. So whatever it is, even if they come to our department, if we're not the best people to do it, we can connect them to those who could support them and help. The other thing too is like, I really want to encourage people to reach out and allow us to be able to help you. Uh, we enjoy it. Uh, it is what we're trained in but it's also a, a deep passion. For me to be able to help people understand that whatever your financial situation is, if you don't like it, it does not have to be that way all the time. That once you create a plan and you have, you know, actual goals set and you have some discipline and you have accountability, you can change just about anything. There's no sense of, you know, a hopelessness. And that's the one thing that throughout this pandemic that I've really felt the need when I'm talking to people is like, you know, I'm so glad that you reach out to us because this you need that support. This, we've been in a very difficult and different economy and uh, being able to help people and encourage them to, you know, still, even though your finances are not where they uh, where you would like them to be, it doesn't always have to be that way and provide that inspiration and that hope, you know, during this time. So I definitely encourage people, questions, whatever. There's no question that we won't find important enough to be able to respond. So we definitely would love to have people reach out. You may be able to talk to us one time and then you'd be like, you know what, I got to figure it out. Or we come up with an action plan for you and you feel like, Okay, this is what I need. This is the roadmap that I need. I don't need anything else. That's okay. And um, we work with people for. I work with people up for six months. It's whatever you need to get you to where you want to be financially. That is that is our focus. Um, people helping people, helping um, families be able to build successful financial futures is our desire. So.
0: Yeah, we got a lot of great resources on your team, like you said, and across the credit union. So we appreciate all of your skills that you bring to our members and the ways that you can help them. So Keisha, I want to thank you again for joining us for another great topic. I'm sure we'll have more of these topics to come with you in the future. So until then, I want to thank you for being here and have a great day.
1: All right, Thank you. You too.
0: Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. See You Succeed with Viridian can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this right now. I speak for all of us at Viridian when I say we want to see you succeed. See you next time. views expressed on this podcast are not provided as financial advice for the listeners given situation. All attempts are made to present accurate information and details may become outdated as time passes after this podcast is published. Bridian Credit Union, founded in Waterloo, Iowa, is federally insured by the National Credit Union Administration and is an equal housing opportunity lender. The music featured in this podcast is Creative Corp, composed by Music Premium. Find it on Envato Market.